0: Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast episode number 21.
1: The most successful people in the dance field and all other father fields in life are the ones who became friends with being in the unknown. They became friends with it. It's not comfortable. but Somehow it makes them feel alive.
0: Welcome to the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast, the podcast dedicated to inspiring dancers worldwide whose hearts have been touched by music and dance. The universal language of dance and music is spoken by many of us throughout the world. We want to motivate the dancer in you by sharing stories, insights, and ideas to enhance your journey. Join us now with your host, Charles Ogar. Hello, hello everyone. This is Charles with the Dance Your Heart on fire podcast and today we have a special guest coming back to the show again Mr. Ronnie Saleh Ronnie was I want to say on episode number seven or so I think Um, I'll include the links in the show notes so you guys can check out that podcast Um, really great podcast really great guy also a fellow Kizoma instructor and we're bringing him back to share some more insights about his teaching style and kind of his philosophy behind dance and we're also going to be making a special announcements for some events we have coming up in 2017 next year. How you doing today, Ronnie?
1: Charles, do you really want to know how I'm doing?
0: Ronnie, I really want to know how you're doing. Okay.
1: I'm happy to be back again to your podcast. I'm happy to be back again. Ooh. I'm happy to be back again. Yes! <laughs> That's
0: how I feel, man. I don't think I've ever had a guy sing to me, but I like it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's, I think it's all about expressing yourself, you know, yeah. even if it doesn't feel comfortable, right? Yeah.
0: No, like I, I couldn't stop smiling.
1: So no, it me, was good- I mean,
0: me. I'm, I mean, me. <laughs> <you know? laughs>
1: even, even if I didn't feel 100% sure, should I really sing when it uh-huh. says how I am? Uh-huh. I felt, you know what? Let's make a try, you
0: know? Yes. Awesome, 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 brother. <laughs> have you been? Where have you been traveling to? How's life?
1: Oh, uh, I just came home from uh, Okis Festival in Havar. hmm. One of the most beautiful islands I've ever seen in uh, Croatia. So I was giving uh, classes there and stuff. And uh, now I'm home again. Back in Stockholm. Yes. Yeah. In my room. And to be more specific on my bed.
0: Yes. Awesome. 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 Okay, so um, it's awesome to have you back here on the show. I've been hearing a lot more about you and just like people who have been taking your classes i know we talked a little bit about it last time in the podcast about your teaching style a little bit about the the story of your childhood and how that kind of helped you mold you into who you are today and and the way you teach and Mm -hmm. so that's what i like to do with today's podcast i like to kind of shine a light on your motivation and your inspiration to inspire others and then also how you take that into the into your classes and your workshops because i'm hearing a lot of people that you're giving motivational messages and things like that you know Mm -hmm. so let's kind of start from what inspired you to inspire other people
1: hmm i think it's based on my uh speech problems, Mm -hmm. so my stuttering, Mm -hmm. Uh, I stuttered much, much more as a kid and in my youth than I do now, but you know, it's still there and uh, sometimes it's hard to express. And uh, I think in earlier years, dancing and singing was my way of expressing myself when the verbal communication didn't reach them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but going back to your question, I think that when you've experienced difficulties, you uh, you have two choi- choices. You will either let these difficulties uh, stop you from following your heart and uh, reaching your uh, dreams, mm-hmm. or you can just go ahead and uh, take that fear, walk hand in hand with that fear, and just explore the world, even if it's not easy all the all the time. Mm-hmm. And and when I when I did that, I in my workshops I always talk about the known and the unknown. Mm-hmm. And. To be in the known, you know, we've been in this field for several years, we are good in that, we know what we do, you know, stuff. But our fears are in the unknown. And the unknown doesn't mean it's, it's a bad thing, even if you don't know about the other field, you need to actually take that step to explore it. Explore yourself and your reactions in the unknown to actually be able to see how life is and how you will respond to it. So when I did that, I never I never I never let my speech problems stop me from doing what I want. And when I see how how fun life can be if you challenge yourself and what you feared of, then you become so happy and proud of yourself and that 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 is, I think, the core. Uh, the core of why I want to inspire other people because I know myself. Mm-hmm. When when you come to, from hard times, it's so much possible to to reach the best the best parts of life if you just dare to follow your heart and uh, challenge your fears long answer to a short question
0: no it's it's good and so that's why we kind of have a podcast dedicated just to this so we don't have to short down the answers or anything like that there's no rush we have time to kind of talk about this a little bit more um i wanted to go back before and just let people know for people who haven't heard your story Mm -hmm. um you were born with a a speech impediment correct with the Mm -hmm. stuttering And that made it hard for you to communicate. And I think you said it before that um in school the kids made fun of you and things like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got made fun of a lot too when I was uh younger too. Um Yeah. For having big ears and big teeth and being like one of the smarter kids and stuff like that. I was definitely one of the more nerdier guys Mm -hmm. when I was in uh elementary school, but I can I can relate to that. But yeah. For you, you were able to find, since you weren't able to communicate verbally, you were able to sing and through your singing, the stuttering didn't present itself. And then also a dance that was communication without words. Yeah. So now people can really see who you are. You can mm-hmm. tell people how you feel and mm-hmm. not feel judged about not being able to communicate verbally. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, and, and actually, sometimes I'm thinking, was this meant to be,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know? Did I need this disorder to be able to be the one I am? Because Mm -hmm. when I was younger as well, I went to a speech and language pathologist, Mm -hmm. uh, my own profession actually. Uh, So I chose to become that uh, after visiting them my whole, whole life, you know? But what I wanted to say with that is that in the speech fluency uh, treatment, it's about, you know, slowing down the, the pace of your speech. Mm. It's about prolonging each word. It's about, it's about many, many useful things that I use when I talk nowadays in my classes, when I talk to people, I pace down the speed. So many people say that, you know, When I hear you speak, I just become so calm. I just got from work to your class and Mm -hmm. the moment you start to speak, I just forget about all the worries and stress. And I'm like, phew, I'm lucky that I went to speech and language pathologists my whole life, you know. (laughs) Because that, when I use these speech techniques, my my, uh, stuttering becomes much, much more and more less, you Mm -hmm. know. Yeah,
0: no, that's that's awesome Uh, how the difficulties in your life seem to be setting you up for like what you need later on in life. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, it's really
0: interesting. Um, I'd like to also talk a little bit about what brought you to Stockholm with your family because that was also a difficult time, correct? Yeah, yeah, true. Can you share that with our listeners?
1: No way, man. Of course course I can. Yeah, so uh, when I was one, there was a big war in uh, the Kurdish part of Iraq, where we are from. And um, after many buts, like, should we, should we not, should we, my mom and dad just looked at us kids, we are four kids. And they said, you know what, let's make another future for these kids. So they decided to leave everything. And uh, not knowing exactly where to go, but along the way, they just thought Stockholm would be a good idea, good idea. And it was. More of the
0: unknown, huh?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm born with that, man. (laughs) (laughs) No. So uh, the war brought us here.
0: And so how was that experience for your family that particular time to go and start a new place in a completely new country? Um, not speaking the language and things like that. And on top of that, I guess you're a new kid You started school there. You're also yeah. in a new country So that's a hard experience or a difficult experience in itself. And then on top of that you have the the speech impediment
1: Yeah, uh, I Think it was hard for them actually uh, But they knew some people before they came. hmm I think my uncle was here before us few years before us Okay because he had kind of predicted the war coming mm-hmm. and the other were like, no, come on, it's just talking, it's just rumors, you know. He was like, you know what, let's just go and we waited. and But we were actually one of the first who came from mm-hmm. our, uh, our uh, cousins and stuff. But okay. uh, yeah, so we did and um, I guess it was hard, but somehow my... My parents are one of my biggest inspirations too. Mm-hmm. I sometimes feel like I have more obstacles than they have, even if I can speak the language much better than they can. And mm-hmm. they they just go and and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, let's let, let, let just go, you know? So I I really admire them for not being, thinking too much of what will happen. Mm-hmm. They They just do, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. One of the things that's definitely been helping me and I kind of hear what you're saying is the paralysis of analysis. So Uh you get to the point to where you're just thinking so much about everything that can happen and you don't take any action, you know. So ever since I've been dancing full time, I've definitely been able to kind of put that to the side and focus more on like just taking action and see what Mm -hmm. happens and then keep moving forward, you know, versus being afraid of about the unknown and not moving forward, you know? True. True. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So the unknown, the known and <laughs> and going out of your comfort zone to kind of explore things that you don't know in life and that could be from dance to a new city to a lot of a new job, a lot of different things can happen to kind of mm-hmm. cause that anxiety of not the not knowing what's going to happen, you know?
1: coming to a place, sharing a workshop,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not knowing how to start it <laughs> mm-hmm, for sure. you know, because, because you're, you're not sure about the res- response, you know, you're like, hmm, okay, now I'm going to go and do my thing. Mm-hmm. And the fu- funny thing is that the more you think about, the more I thought about that I need to give a good class, it's never as good as if I just go and, and think, I will give a class and i will give what i do every single day mm-hmm. not 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 expecting something to be as you want in your head mm-hmm. just to go and just do the thing just share your workshop and those workshops has been the best
0: you know it's mm-hmm. awesome yeah. so we'll talk a little bit more about that as well about your your teaching style mm-hmm. so you have this inspiration from your parents You have the inspiration from the speech impediment and kind of overcoming that. And you were helping people even before you started dancing kizomba with that speech impediment as well, yeah? Yeah. So you kind of have this track record even before you started dancing kizomba of helping people overcome things.
1: Yeah, I I was at university for four years. I did, um, I took my uh, master's in a speech and language pathologist and that was what i would actually do for the rest of my my life i thought so i i opened my own clinic Mm -hmm. in the center of stockholm and uh, together with uh, three other pathologists Mm -hmm. and it was the first speech like stuttering center in in sweden that was specialized into just stuttering mm, that's awesome so it it was something that i really looked forward to mm-hmm. and then kizomba came yeah. Oh, yeah
0: so um before we get into kizomba th- were you using inspirational and motivational messages while you were coaching people who had a stuttering problem
1: yeah i think it's all i, th- I think i've always been a searcher
0: mm-hmm.
1: I've, al- I've always felt there's something more than i uh, there's, there must be something more than what I just can, can see, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom and dad says when I, when I was five and they, they were in the subway or something, I always talked to the older p- people and I could ask questions like, why, why are we here? uh how come i can move my hands like i want and uh what happens after this like you know all these mm-hmm. stuff and like ronnie why are you asking them these things you know uh but i always think i've been a searcher somehow and um when i when i went to libraries as a youth and kid i always search for these books like like personal development mm-hmm. uh, spirituality and stuff so I think it's always been part of who who I am.
0: Definitely. And how do you think the, you think spirituality showed itself in your clinic when you were helping people with the stuttering problem? Yes. Yes. How so?
1: I think presence is the key. Mm. I think that presence is everything. And it and it was a big factor in my clinic as well and in mm-hmm. my treatments to be there fully with all your senses to be listening to what your patient has to say
0: mm-hmm.
1: and to take it from there step by step.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Even though even though I, I I have my my you know s- s- schedules or or uh, I don't know the name in English the the maps of how you should treat someone. Mm-hmm. I think I always took that map aside to first see who is this person in front of me. Mm-hmm. Where does this person come from and stuff before I started the clinical uh, uh, stuff. So I think that, I think, I think when you are present with your patient, the one you dance with, the people you talk to, I think people feel that atmosphere that you share mm-hmm. uh, and I think I think that's that was the key in my work previously. for sure
0: yeah. exactly so you were definitely inspired um by these undertones of, of spirituality and, and being in the present moment and things like that that's so yeah. something that was definitely a big part of your heart you're following your heart to help people and to inspire mm-hmm. people and mm-hmm. now it's almost like we have some of those mirror parallels in kizomba mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so how did that become A mission to inspire people. What did you feel that you had to offer to people in the Kizoma world to inspire?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think that I think it's based on what I said previously Mm -hmm. that uh, that uh, that our fears, Mm -hmm. uh, our fears of of actually being our, ourselves, you know, our fear of not being liked Mm -hmm. can make us not live the life we want to, to live, not being who we really, really want to be in life. Uh, and, uh, and I think that the expression, my expression of, of speaking, even though I knew that in any moment of this sentence, I can get stuck. In any moment of this word, people can laugh at me. Mm. At any moment, people can repeat what I just said and make fun of that. In any time in my oral presentations in school, anything can just make me fall, you know. Mm -hmm. Even though I had these fears, I never wanted to stop expressing myself. Mm -hmm. And, And it's the same in the dance, you know, like when I started to teach... It wasn't the easy easiest way, believe, believe me, mm-hmm. like uh, many of the teachers had hard times with me starting to teach mm-hmm. and, uh, and had many opinions about my style mm-hmm. <laughs> that they t- didn't think fitted in that world. Mm-hmm. But I was just kind of smiling inside and I was like, you know what, guys, I've been through pain my whole life. Mm-hmm and I did it this far and I've been enjoying things so much, do you think you will stop me mm-hmm. from expressing now? So I, thi- I think my whole life has been a build-up and pre- pre- preparation for mm-hmm. what, what I'm do, doing now. So spirituality and stuff, I think it's about expressing who you are and, uh, and being proud. This is a really important part. Being proud of your un- unique expression—it's mm-hmm. really, really easy to become a copy.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: To to uh, follow someone else because you have a role model and stuff, which which is fine. But if if you get stuck in someone else's life and style, you're searching outside rather than in- inside, and I think that. I think that uh, like I I rather die original die than a copy Mm -hmm. you know
0: yeah it seems to be easy for people to find somebody who's liked and copy them so that way Mm -hmm. people can like them you know Mm -hmm. versus and let's say you do do something unique sometimes people like that you know but sometimes people will criticize you for being different you know yeah you have a lot of these motivational messages that you use in your mm-hmm. classes. And I've been hearing a lot of them from my friends who have been taking your classes and things like that as well. What so, have they said, Charles?
1: <laughs> it's all, it to me. <laughs> all good
0: things. It's really all good things. Just really like heartfelt messages. Mm. So I wanted to talk a little bit about those. Um, did you just kind of s- use those messages from the beginning? Because you said, okay, there was a transition. There was a difficult time for you to start teaching, did you just, were you just yourself from the beginning or were you trying to copy somebody else at the beginning?
1: That's a good question too. Damn, man, you you only have good questions. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I think I've always believed in my artistic expression. Mm. Artistic. uh, You know, I've been singing my whole life. Uh, mostly in the shower, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but still, uh, and I think that since since art was since music and dance was my my expression before when I couldn't reach people with my verbal expression, I think that gave me a confidence, you know. Mm-hmm. So. I wasn't confident in the verbal speech, but I was a verbal expression, but I was really more and more comfortable in my artistic view because that's actually the way people respected me. Like, Mm -hmm. even though they felt it was a bit odd to listen to me sometimes because they needed to wait like five five times. longer for me to finish something rather than uh, people who doesn't speak as i do mm-hmm. they s- still was there like okay it's fine he's cool he knows how to, 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 to dance you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so i think that gave me confidence so w- when i came into the kizamba scene and started to, to teach of course you're you're not happy when you hear bad things about you, of course, I still feel I'm really sensitive and I, I'm really, really open for critic. I'm mm-hmm. really open because when people say, Ronnie, you're the best, you're so good, I'd blah, blah, and, you know, I'm I really love, I, re, I really appreciate what people say in their c- comments and stuff, but I myself feel that I've only reached like 15% of my potential. Mm-hmm because I have so much more to actually improve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, like some people say I'm good, some people say I'm bad, and somehow you can't rely on that. Like, ne- neither the positive or the ne- negative. Like, I'm re- I really appreciate people putting time and saying nice things to me, and I, and I, and I will uh, appreciate it every, every day, but at the same time, If you are not your own confirmer, Mm -hmm. if you are not at peace with what you do and your expression, I think you will always be dependent on these waves, these Mm. up and down waves. So uh, my confidence in expressing my art has helped me to keep moving on in, in this field.
0: OK, awesome. Yep. Um, so the motivational messages that you have are coming Thanks. from just lessons that you've learned in life, going through critiques and criticism yeah. and, and things like that. You know, Yeah. I think it's also interesting that you say, like, you don't really let the, the compliments get to your head so you don't have like this big ego. And then you also don't let the criticism get to your heart. So that way you don't feel discouraged and you stop doing what you're doing. You know, Mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm. a balance of both, you know, that you have to Mm -hmm. kind of do to keep yourself balanced and and level and still be Mm -hmm. who you are, but still be humble. You know, you're not you're not shy, you're not, I guess, hold yourself back. But at the same time, you don't let your confidence go too far and be like, oh, I'm the best in the world. I have nothing else to learn, anything like that. It's kind of like this always balance between between both of them. Let's take a quick moment to thank our sponsors. Have you been looking to level up your Kizoma, but you don't have the local instructors to take you there? Are you looking for something concrete to practice with your Kizoma partner? Or are you looking for Kizoma lessons that you can take on your schedule and the comfort of your home? If you answered yes to any of these questions, look no further. learn to kidscom is what you need. Progressive, step-by-step lessons that you can take at your pace in the comfort of your home or anywhere with a solid internet connection on your PC, Mac, or any smartphone. New videos are added every month. You can try this awesome resource out 30 days free at learn slash podcast. After the 30 days free is only a low $15 per month. But again the special offer for the dance your heart on fire listeners 30 days free at learn slash podcast you won't find this offer anywhere else learntokids.com slash podcast and now back to our show
1: yeah and and, and I, I am I am here to become my my best version, you know mm-hmm. so so I I need to be open for development every single single day, mm-hmm. and I love the best feeling I, I know is when I surprise myself. Mm. It's like, oh my god, how I've been dancing this for two and a half years? Why didn't I know that simple variation of Lady Saida? <laughs> I've been fucking doing this for so long. Uh-huh. You know, like, you, if you're open, but if you're closed to getting new inspiration. I think you will you will just stop and I think you will move on to some other job. Mm. Because when you're done in, in one part, then you feel, okay, now is the time to become a sailor or <laughs> a pilot or a fisherman or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if I'm open to new knowledge, I think that I'll be doing this till like, I get
0: 95 yeah that's awesome
1: yeah
0: do you find yourself using a particular motivational story or a particular message a lot in like almost all your workshops more so than other messages
1: how do you mean if you so if you
0: have like a quote that you use like a saying Mm. or is there a story (laughs) that you always share that seems to come up more often than other ones
1: ah so i i never plan
0: Mm -hmm. i
1: Never want to plan like the fifth sentence of this workshop should be <laughs> to be or not to be. You know? it's not. It's it's not that, but I can kind of say the same things because they come naturally and mm-hmm. they fit. And they fit in the specific thing we actually do. We actually do. Mm-hmm. So one thing I used to say is that uh, Buddha Buddha said, "Never believe in anything I say." Or, or do, go and find the truth in your own experience. Um, so I tell, tell my, my part participants that you can look at us, you can get our moves of the class, but directly start to see how does your body respond to the thing that we just shared instead of looking inside the circle at us teachers the whole class look at us a few times don't look at us the rest of the the time or just look again and look look be with your partner again and back and forth Mm -hmm. so you you give your expression a chance you know because if your eyes are always on us who teach?
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: will never be able to feel it in the way you move. Because I say say that no one here will ever ever dance like me. And then pe- pe- people looks looks a bit sad when I <laughs> when I say, say say that. But then I then I say and I will never never dance like someone here. So let's just start to express our unique expression. That's one of, one of the things I talk about the known and unknown. Mm-hmm. I say that the most successful people in the dance field and all other father fields in life are the ones who became friends with being in the unknown. They became friends with it. It's not comfortable, but somehow it makes them feel alive. And it's the same about music musicality. Cal- cal- mm-hmm. If you don't dare to catch the elements of the song if you p- play it safe like you feel there but you may be afraid what your partner will think if you catch it maybe she she, she will not like it and stuff then you, you, you just don't express yourself you know so uh, being in the unknown rather than the known for your whole whole life and much much more.
0: <laughs> yes, definitely. You touched on musicality. Um, I want to talk about that a little bit before we go into our announcements a little bit because I feel having that courage to be yourself ties into expressing to how you feel about the music. You know, and you can have one song inspire different feelings and different people. You know, and yeah. different interpretations. There's multiple things that happen in a song at one time. So it's up to that person's individual perception and interpretation, and I guess confidence in that to then express it for mm. that, you know? And, and one of the things that you like to teach a lot is, is musicality as well. So mm. I'll let you share a few words on, on that.
1: Yeah, so when I share musicality, I, um, I first of all say, this is how I feel the song. This is how this, the music speaks to my heart and this is what I want to share. You don't have to pick everything I do. Maybe you don't like to pick these star parts and uh, you prefer this part and, st- that and stuff. So, uh, musicality is really individual and um, that that is also what makes this dance so, so, interesting because all all of us share different interpretation of the musicality. Musicality is also, I sometimes do the hand musicality class. Mm -hmm. It's part of a musicality class and the the hand musicality is basically that the leaders will try to um, embody the music through their hands on mm-hmm. their partner's back mm-hmm. so they can they can they can use the soft fingers they can use more pressure on the back they can they can use the whole palm
0: mm-hmm. they
1: can they can use the backhand and stuff you know like the nails and stuff mm-hmm. just just to kind of catch, uh, catch all these uh, elements in the song but the moment i tell them to switch so, so now is the followers time to catch elements in the song on the leader's back, then the guys looks a bit shocked in the beginning, but it ends with the guys doesn't want the, the girls to actually st- st- stop it. Mm. And then my message there is that guys, do you really, really want to feel the followers music musicality too? How how did that feel and they're like, it was amazing, but I never paid attention to their musicality when I danced my, my, myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I think that if we only lead as leaders, if we only lead and we don't give the space to the followers, I think that we miss a big dimension of the, the dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my, dan- my, my, my best dance experiences is when the follower talks to me too, and not only listening to m- to my musicality.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's a conversation, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I feel there's a difference between a passive follow and an active follow, you know. Hell and, yeah! <laughs> and I really like to inspire the follows to. Yes, it's important to understand what the leader is saying. But mm-hmm. you also, if you guys are able to establish a good conversation, mm-hmm. you can say something as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also inspire the leaders. One of the quotes that I have is, listen to the followers, listen to you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, see how it is that she's responding. And, and you are. It's, it's 50-50, you know. It's, it's not one and the other is passive and one of no. them is just like a, a puppet. It's, no. it's more than that, you know.
1: But, and, but, mm-hmm. but there is a but here as Mm -hmm. well. (laughs) Uh, When both speaks into their mouths, (laughs) when both wants to play the musicality, the same time the whole song, Mm -hmm. then it doesn't become a a dialogue anymore, Mm -hmm. you know? So, So I think it's important for the followers as well to feel, you know, like... If they take over they can they can lead instead you know so it's all about that fine tune of listening talking
0: listening mm-hmm. talking stuff yeah just like with a normal conversation that you have but now you're having a conversation with your body without you words exactly awesome 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 so um, this has been an awesome podcast. Thank you once again for sharing your story and pleasure,
1: pleasure, your pleasure.
0: fears and what motivates you and things like that. I think it's really important for people to understand there's more to it than just the steps. And when you come to a class or to a workshop, like the power of dance definitely has the power to uplift you. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things we want to do with this podcast is to inspire the dancers to keep dancing. And sometimes hearing the stories of the people, their favorite instructors, kind of helps that process you know mm-hmm. so we have two special announcements that we want to share out to the public <laughs> all right so there's the drum roll so um, i met you for the last the first time in sweden last year in february was mm-hmm. that this year yeah uh, this year yeah it was this year Damn, yeah. it, it feels like it's been longer than that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> that was only six months ago. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay, um, but um, I had fun there teaching in at the Sweden Kizomba Festival. I'm going to try to make it again there next year in Sweden in February. Um, I'll put a link of that festival. Greg and Tanya put on that festival in Gothenburg, Sweden. Um, it's pretty cool. It's a little cold, but like the dancers there and the DJs and the dancing was was pretty awesome. And Charles. Charles, yes.
1: I heard many good things about your classes too. Uh-huh. People people came in, and like Ronnie your classes has always been you know one of the tops. Now you have someone someone else on the top as well. <laughs> I, was, I was like who who is that? Charles from U- U- US. I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. I I need to attend his his class."
0: Yes. Um yeah. Um, speaking about attending each other's classes, um, we think, well, this is the announcement that we're going to be making. Um, Ronnie is going to be coming to the U.S. And um, I originally told Ronnie that, OK, I really like your teaching style. I like that you motivate and inspire people. I want to help you set up a tour here in the U.S. so you can go in and visit different cities and things like that. But, Ronnie, you told me you'd only agree to the tour with one condition. Can you let the people know what that condition was?
1: I said, the only way I'm going to make a tour in the US is with someone who is same-minded as I am, who who wants to share more than dance, who wants to share a lifestyle, who wants to share, yeah, life itself. And the, the first one I thought about was Charles. So I said, Charles, if you're not doing it with me, I will not come. And Charles, what, did, what, what was your response?
0: I was like, you know what, let's do it. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's been like a duo male tour um, before in the US, so it'll be kind of interesting. But um, for our listeners, Ronnie and myself are gonna be doing a tour in the US. It's going to be...
1: Five weekends, right?
0: Yeah, five weekends damn um, that's great if you are interested in having us in your city um you're hearing it here first we haven't officially announced it anywhere but um there's going to be a website it's going to be neil kizomba.com slash ronnie and charles and if you're interested fill out the form there and let us know if you want to bring us to your city we have some cities already booked but i think we have maybe three or two cities still available and that's going to be our first big tour um, our first big announcement is going to be this unleashing the spirit tour here in the u.s um you've been to the u.s once you were here this year a few months ago at the orlando Kizomba festival and i
1: have something to say about that one yes go ahead i love the american students yeah you know some sometimes you go to you go to places and you share and share and share and you, you don't get the response. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like you, you're like, I'm giving. <laughs> <laughs> show, show me a smile, you know, like, yeah. I will not say which country but but it's one country where it's really hard to get that that response back but in united states i mean people were sharing they were applauding Mm -hmm. they were smiling and in the dance itself like when we dance after the class and everyone records there was this this girl who who was like yeah hell yeah you know when i when i did a cool move and stuff Mm -hmm. and you know that just gives me more power to share even even more know. Mm-hmm. So I really, really look forward to meet the American kids on and kids on
0: Yes. So that's big announcement. Number one, second big announcement, number two, um, it was kind of interesting because we've been trying to like find the best time in the year to bring you here. And we were originally planning to do this in May of 2017. Um, but then things kept coming up. Um, we were looking at June and Father's Day was in June and the date wasn't working out. So it's like, man, we need to find a good time. And so we are looking at the calendar and like Ronnie's like, oh, I have like the third week of July open and some days in August. And I'm like, what? Like that's the, the date of my festival, the Neil festival. <laughs> I was like, well, why don't we just kick off the tour from the festival, third annual Neo Kizuma festival, Um, Ronnie Saleh is going to be a confirmed artist. Um, Really
1: excited, really excited, really excited.
0: So right now we have Albert Rojas. We have Laurent and Adeline coming back and we're going to have Ronnie. So three awesome musical dancers that are going to be there for the, the Neo Kizuma festival. But after the festival, we're definitely going to do the tour around the US and kind of help spread the, the love of Kizomba and expressing yourself and the musicality and things like that. So once again, if you're interested, make sure you go to neokizomba.com slash Ronnie and Charles. I'll put a link in the show notes for the podcast. If you're interested in having us in our cities, I think we have like two or three weekends open um, for possible workshops in your city. Boom, oh, it's man. out in the universe. Yeah yeah
1: and one last thing before I say bye and Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm really really thankful Charles that you are doing this work uh, that you share your love and your passion with the world um, because I think it helps so many people to to open up you know Um, so my last sentence is unleash your spirit your unique expression because you wanna you want die original rather than a
0: copy. Mm-hmm.
1: You you wanna put put a mark. You wanna like,
0: this was me. Definitely, awesome words to end the podcast. Thank you for your time again, Ronnie. Um, Thank I'm you. excited for next year. Um, we're gonna have some other projects coming for next year, but this is gonna be one of them. And I wanted to kind of put it out there to let people know about the tour and then also about your presence at the festival. And, We'll keep it going, yeah? Boom. All right, brother. Take care. Okay. Bye, Charles. Thank you for checking out the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast today. Be sure to check out neokizomba.com for links to everything that we chatted about today, as well as some awesome free resources to enhance your Kizomba journey.